Hello, everyone, and welcome to this latest episode of the podcast. My name is Richard Bryant, and I am your host. It's April 16th, 2020. This is the Corona Chronicles, Day 35. Before we get into today's news and notes, I wanted to share with you a feel-good story. This comes from CNN.com and was written by Sarah Sperry. War veteran Captain Tom, 99, raises $15 million for NHS as he completes Garden Challenge. Tom Moore, the 99-year-old war veteran raising funds for the UK's National Health Service, by walking 100 lengths of his garden, has completed the challenge and raised more than 12 million pounds in donations. Moore walked the last 10 lengths of his garden on Thursday morning, aided by a walking frame. Soldiers from the 1st Battalion Yorkshire Regiment gave Moore a guard of honor as he completed the final lap. Moore began the fundraiser on April 8th, initially hoping to raise 1,000 pounds for NHS charities together which raises funds for UK hospitals, including for staff, volunteers, and patients affected by the coronavirus crisis. More than 648,000 individual donations has been made to his Just Giving page at the time of writing, topping 12.7 million pounds. Ellie Orton, chief executive of NHS Charities Together, said Moore was a true inspiration and thanked those who had donated. What he has achieved in bringing people together and highlighting the appeal has been remarkable, Orton said in the statement. Originally from Yorkshire, northern England, Moore now lives with his daughter, son-in-law, and two grandchildren in Bedfordshire, southeast England, following the death of his wife in 2006. Moore, who will turn 100 later this month, trained as a civil engineer before being enlisted in the British Army during World War II, where he served in India, Indonesia, and Britain. He later became the managing director of a concrete manufacturer. UK Health Secretary Matt Hancock said Thursday he was inspired by Moore's efforts. He has served his country in the past and he's serving his country now, Hancock told BBC Breakfast TV Thursday. We all need a bit of cheering up sometimes. Moore's daughter, Hannah Ingram Moore, told CNN earlier this week that her father had been exercising daily following a recent partial hip replacement, and she suggested he challenge himself to do it daily in order to raise funds. Ingram Moore told CNN that her father was a hard worker and a grafter, and that he had been floored by the donations. In a statement from the UK's Ministry of Defense, Major Ian Atkins, officer commanding the troops in the Guard Guard of Honor, said, The soldiers standing apart and yet together in support of Captain Tom couldn't be prouder to count him as one of their own. And we thank him from the bottom of our hearts for his service to the country and now his achievements in the name of the NHS. The British Army, the NHS, and the whole nation has been behind him every step of the way. Congratulations, sir. We salute you. Page 2. From our friends at USITT. Tomorrow kicks off another round of their free online resume doctors and portfolio reviews, both happening from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Please register ahead of time to reserve your spot and find out more information by checking out the links at USATT's website for resume doctors and portfolio reviews. Also, from today's post from 
designers whose productions were canceled or postponed, USITT has brought us the costume designs of Micah Kennedy. Micah is a senior costume design student at Old Miss Theater and Film and was the costume designer for the school's production of The Nether by Jennifer Haley. Here's what Micah had to say of her designs. Joe takes place between two worlds, a real world, harsh and stark, and a virtual reality, teeming with life and sensation. My goal was to emphasize their contrast as heavily as possible by utilizing macro and micro details that would have been perceivable in a small proscenium setting. The real world would be void of tangible details, such as pockets and buttons, and be left with only their outlines in the fabric to indicate humanity's sentimental habit of hanging on to non-essential details in its societal progression. The virtual world would be the opposite, oversaturated and palpable to the audience. Please visit USITT's Facebook page so that you can see Micah's designs. If you missed today's New at Noon, Tate is now offering online training for IQ Powered by Navigator. After watching the IQ training video series, viewers will know how to operate machines using a variety of methods, add windows to a workspace, create time-saving presets, program a show using a variety of queue lines and organizational helpers, as well as stop and restart queues. On today's episode of New at Noon, Scott Chalfant, Director of Produ Product Management for Tate Navigator, co-hosted a webinar to further dive into IQ Powered by Navigator and show viewers how to access the IQ training video series. Again, please check out USITT's Facebook page and look under the tab Videos. There you will find the video. Page 3. One of the great joys today has been the flurry of activity that has come across the Archiving Technical Theater History Facebook group. While earlier in the week we had been talking about books that may have kind of either fallen out of favor or maybe have disappeared, many, many of the wonderful people who are part of the group have been posting books from their libraries, some obscure, some might be more familiar. Of course, none of this would be possible without all of them, and I thank them so much for what they're able to do. Today, another flurry of activity happened, but not only just books, but also scenographic items and lighting items as well. For example, Clark Swinford posted a, a paperback from what he said was 40 years ago, a book called Materials of the Scene by Welby B. Wolf, An Introduction to Technical Theater. This is a book I am not familiar with, and I don't know how many others are, but it's neat to know that it exists. Also, some really wonderful posts by our friend Geronimo Reyes, who has been on a tear with posting some really fantastic items. One of the first items that uh, was posted today is of information about No and Kyogen Theater, which for some of you who may not be familiar, is Japanese-based. Uh, his, his post is actually all the information in Spanish. Again, I'm not familiar with that. I had not known that things like that had been translated. Goes to show, if you ask or are curious, somebody out there has a copy. To our continual visual storyteller, Mr. Mike Hume, who recently posted an illustration by Charles S. Graham. 
It says here from the 30th of November, 1878 edition of Harper's Weekly. He shared an illustration of scene painters working at paint frames high above the stage of a theater. Of course, you can read more about Graham from the wonderful, extensive, PhD quality blog by Miss Wendy Ray Wassett Barrett. Her information at Dry Pigment and her other websites are just astounding. Also, if you've seen, you've probably seen her posts on the Archiving Technical Theater History Facebook group as well. Again, it's amazing, amazing work. You should also check out her book, which is on the Scottish Rite Theaters. Um, congratulations. And again, all, all links will be provided in today's news and notes. As I continue, another wonderful book came our way, a book called The Art of Light and Color by Tom Douglas Jones. This was posted by Bill West Davis. Another post from Geronimo Reyes comes from the opera Beijing. These are some beautiful, beautiful costume plates for many uh, operas. I could not begin to describe them and give them justice. You can check them out on our Facebook group, and they'll probably more than likely be shared across the various groups on Facebook. I know for myself, I tend to share a lot of the posts that come our way to either Sonography or the USITT International, sometimes USITT. I try and spread it around as best I can. If you have a site that might be interested in sharing some of your posts or would like some of our posts, please reach out to us at archivett24 at yahoo.com. Another great obscure, what may be obscure to most, piece of, of, of writing comes from John Connor. He writes, here's a throwback to the days of self-publishing. If there are any of Mr. Hake's students out there that would want this for sentimental reasons, I might be willing to give it a newer and happier home. What he's speaking of is a, is a spiral notebook of a book called Here's How, a basic stagecraft book by Herbert V. Hake. Well, if any of his students are listening out there, former students from back in the day, hopefully we can put you in, in contact with Mr. Connor and give this book a proper home that it so richly deserves, where it will be loved and enjoyed for years to come. We'd like to thank Ian Gray for posting up the 1953 Strand Electric Catalog, effectively, as he says, a loose leaf binder. And you can also view the contents, the online contents, at theatercrafts.com. To Andy Perry for posting up a historic photo of the Luxtral board from Atherton High School in Louisville, Kentucky, installed in approximately 1963 and was eventually replaced January of 2014 with an ETC element and a Fleener unit to allow element to talk to the original Luxtral dimmers, which are still in use. And finally, one of the things that I was able to post today as I was going through books was learning a little bit more about Mr. William B. Warfel. If any of you are not familiar with Mr. Warfel, he is the author of a book called The Handbook of Stage Lighting Graphics, a really interesting book for those of you who suffered through the days of hand drafting. It's worthwhile checking out and seeing the history 
of stage lighting graphics from his handbook, which has probably been in almost all universities in one way or another. That's right. I still have one more, one more big shout out. And this one is in particular very special to me. This one comes from Chico Turbiani. Now, originally, I have been trying to find different forms of theater production books from around the world. Of course, recently, I've got a treasure trove of items that came out of Russia. Today, I got some information from our friends in Brazil, a place which, from this gentleman's posts, has said that there isn't really a lot written about, but there is some information through pictures that is available. One of the posts he shared with us today is of a lighting instrument of all things. Here it says, from 1964 to 1985, Brazil was under a military dictatorship. For much of this period, the government had a protectionist policy that made it very difficult to import equipment for stage lighting. At the same time, there was no policy to encourage national production. Apart from a few theaters with imported equipment, the main instrument used in the 1970s and 1980s was the PC Sapao, also known as the Big Frog, manufactured by a company called GCB, which also manufactured analog tables in the 90s. The end of this period led to the beginning of a large influx of equipment. So, if you have the opportunity, again, come check out Archiving Technical Theater History. This post has also been shared with Everything Stage Lighting and will more than likely find its way onto the USITT International page. Now, I could go on and on and on with all these really wonderful posts, but then you wouldn't get the enjoyment of coming and discovering them for yourselves by visiting Archiving Technical Theater History's Facebook group. There's so much wonderful stuff, and we look forward to bringing you and making you part of this wonderful, growing community. Thank you, everyone. Thank you so much for your posts. I look forward to seeing more of them in the future and sharing them with everyone who has the opportunity to hear my voice through this podcast. Page four. From our friends at stagedirections.com, the Theatrical Sound Designers and Composers Association launches the Student Sound Designer Connection. In response to COVID-19, TSDCA has launched the Student Sound Designer Connection, a new Facebook group specifically for college students studying sound design to connect with one another, as well as receive mentorship from professional sound designers. For the remainder of the school year until May 31st, 2020, TSDCA will be supporting this page to build community among these students that were suddenly forced into online learning. The Student Sound Designer Connection Group page can be found at Facebook.com slash group slash TSDCA Student Sound Designer Connection. TSDCA membership is not required to access the page. Of course, to read the entire article, please visit stagedirections.com. Also from Stage Directions, recently a statement from Actors' Equity Association on theater seeking to resume production was released. This article was written by Michael Eddy. Actors' Equity Association, the national labor union representing professional actors and stage managers in live theater, released the following statement regarding troubling reports that some theaters are looking to begin production as soon as May 6th. 
Any employer who wants to begin theatrical productions needs to have a comprehensive plan in place that protects not just the actors and stage managers, but ensures that everyone who works in the theater has a safe workplace, said Mary McCall, executive director of Actors' Equity Association. It is unclear under the current circumstances how that can happen. Equity will use all of our available resources to ensure that no one is asked to work in an unsafe environment. Members who receive an offer to work should contact the Regional Equity Office. Further information for Actors' Equity Association can be found at www.actorsequity.org. As a reminder, Actors' Equity Association was founded in 1913 and is the U.S. labor union that represents more than 51,000 professional actors and stage managers. Equity endeavors to advance the careers of its members by negotiating wages, improving working conditions, and providing a wide range of benefits, health and pension included. They are a member of the AFL-CIO, the FIA. Finally, our final story for today. The industry pitches in. IATSE partners with Los Angeles Regional Food Bank. Due to COVID-19, the entertainment industry was shut down virtually overnight. As a result, many individuals found themselves in need of food assistance. For some of them, it was the first time they found themselves in this situation. IATSE teamed up with the Los Angeles Regional Food Bank to provide more than 800 meals to those who faced layoffs or reduced hours. If you or someone you know is in need of food assistance, or in a position to help those in need, please visit lafoodbank.org. Again, if you, if you or someone you know is in need of food assistance or in a position to help those in need, please visit lafoodbank.org. I'd like to show a, a, my support for all the, the trade unions that are doing their best to not only help their members, but the families as well of members. Good job. Before I conclude today's podcast, I'd like to once again extend my gratitude to the many healthcare workers, nurses, doctors, first responders, attendants, and assistants. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Please join me in continuing to support these women and men as they face this near impossible task of saving lives in the face of such great adversity. Please support your local food bank and shelters. If possible, donate blood at one of your local Red Crosses. Be sure to check in on the elderly and support those who have special needs. Reach out to a friend and help not only make their day, but also improve your own. I'd like to conclude today's podcast with this quote. It comes from the Rizza of the Wu-Tang Clan. He says, If you live through defeat, you are not defeated. If you are beaten but inquire wisdom, you have won. Lose yourself to improve yourself. Only when we shed all self-definition do we find who we really are. My name is Richard Bryant, and I have been your host. It's April 16th, 2020. This has been the Corona Chronicles, Day 35. Be well, take care, and good night. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions on how to make this podcast better, please send them 
to archivett24 at yahoo.com. Again, that's archivett24 at yahoo.com.